विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रज कचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमद अभय चरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जय जय विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्रज कचार्य अष्टोत्तर श्री श्रीमद भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णवृंद की जय नामाचार्य शिलहरिदास ठाकुर की जय प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद 
श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवाशदि गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जाए श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाए श्री मथुरा धाम की जाए श्री जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाए श्री मायापुर नवद्वीप धाम की जाए गंगा माई की जाए जमुना माई की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी महारानी की जाए हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाए समवेतो भक्तवृंद की जाए श्री श्री गोवर्धन पूजा की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to Shri Guru and Shri Gauranga all glories to Shri Prabhupada Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunnavadi Paschatthadi Shutarine Srila Prabhupada Ki Jaya ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्णा सो टुडे इज गोवर्धन पूजा Therefore, we are going to read from the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the twenty-fourth chapter of tenth canto describes the worshipping of Govardhan Hill. So I can see many of you have come from outside also. So welcome. to all of you to shri shri avantipur dham to radha madan mohan temple uh, thank you very much and happy govardhan puja to all of you today's go puja also so the program has been announced so at 12 o'clock there'll be go puja in front of the temple and then at 12:15 will be govardhan puja during the aratik govardhan puja we just go on the court uh, the mountain of food uh, will be offered to giridhari giridhari gopal Krishna <clears throat> So worshiping Govardhan Hill chapter 24 of 10th canto of Shrimad Bhagavatam In this chapter I'll just read the summary of this chapter and then we'll discuss about Govardhan Puja In this chapter Lord Krishna crushes the pride of Indra by prohibiting a sacrifice intended for him and initiating a substitute sacrifice in worshiping of govardhan hill 
When Sri Krishna saw the cowherd men busily preparing for a sacrifice to Indra, he inquired about it from their king, Nanda. Nanda explained that the rain given by Indra enables all living entities to maintain their lives and therefore this sacrifice would be executed to satisfy him. Krishna responded, quote, It is because of karma alone that living entities take their birth in a certain body, experience varieties of happiness and suffering in that body, and then give it up as the karma pertaining to it runs out. Thus, it is karma alone that is our enemy, our friend, our guru, and our lord. And Indra can do nothing to alter the happiness and distress of anyone, for everyone is tightly bound by his karmic reaction. The material modes of goodness, passion and ignorance bring about the creation, maintenance and destruction of this world. The clouds give forth rain when they are impelled by the mode of passion. And cowherds prosper by protecting the cows. Furthermore, the cowherds proper residence is in the forest and on the hills. Therefore, you should offer worship to the cows, the brahmanas and Govardhan hill." Unquote. After Krishna spoke thus, he arranged for the cowherd men to worship Govardhan with a paraphernalia collected for the sacrifice to Indra. He then assumed a huge, unprecedented transcendental form and devoured all the food and other offerings presented to Govardhan. As he did so, he proclaimed to the cowherd community that although they had worshipped Indra for so long, he had never appeared in person, whereas Govardhan himself had now manifest before their eyes and eaten their offerings of foodstuffs. Therefore, they should all now offer obeisances to Govardhan Hill. Then Lord Krishna joined the cowherds in offering obeisances to his own newly assumed form. <clears throat> okay. Then we go further on to the chapter 25. Lord Krishna lifts Govardhan Hill. This chapter describes how Lord Indra was overcome by anger when the residents of Raja cancelled his sacrifice. How he tried to punish them by sending forth a devastating rainfall to Vrindavan. And how Lord Sri Krishna protected Gokul by lifting Govardhan Hill and for seven days using it as the umbrella to ward off the rain. Indra agreed at the disruption of the sacrifice meant for him. I'm sorry, Indra angered 
at the disruption of the sacrifice meant for him and falsely presuming himself the supreme controller, said, People often give up the pursuit of transcendental knowledge, the means for self-realization, and imagine that they can cross over the ocean of material existence by mundane fruitive sacrifices. Similarly, these cowherd men have become intoxicated by pride and have offended me by taking shelter of an ignorant, ordinary child, Krishna. To remove this supposed pride of the residents of Raja, Indra sent clouds known as Sambartaka, whose function is to facilitate the destruction of the world. He sent them to harass the Brajavasis with downpours of rain and hail. The cowherd community was very disturbed by this and approached Krishna for shelter. Understanding this trouble was the work of Indra, Krishna decided to smash to pieces, smash to pieces Indra's false prestige. And thus he lifted Govardhan Hill with one hand. He then invited the entire cowherd community to take shelter in the dry space beneath the mountain. For seven successive days he held up the hill until Indra finally understood Krishna's mystic power and ordered the clouds to withdraw. When the cowherd villagers emerged from beneath the mountain, Krishna put Govardhan Hill back in its proper place. The cowherds were in ecstasy, showing loving symptoms such as flow, flowing tears and bodily hair standing on end. They embraced Krishna and offered him benedictions according to their respective positions, while the demigods in heaven rained down flowers and sang the Lord's praises. <clears throat> then you go to the chapter 26. In this chapter, okay, so, uh, Yeah, so I think we just read only up to this much. So, Govardhan Puja, the worship uh, of Govardhan Hill. The word Puja means, Puja means worship. And Govardhan, it's a hill in Vrindavan. So Govardhan is actually an expansion of Krishna. And Govardhan is very special because Vrindavan is Gokul, the community of the cowherd people. And Govardhan, Vardhan means increase, where the cowherd community or the cows increase, cow culture increase.
that is Govardhan. So Govardhan hill is worshipped, a hill is worshipped. And in this way Krishna actually showing that there is no need to worship the demigods. Actually in the Hindu culture there is a very big confusion. The confusion between uh, confusion due to the misunderstanding or lack of understanding between Devtas and Bhagavan. The Devtas Prabhupada translated the word Devtas as demigods. And Krishna is Bhagavan. Bhagavan is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Do you understand the difference? One is a demigod. Demigod means demi. They are not even God as yet. They are not really God. They are demigods. They are individuals with some special power. Devtas uh, who are these devtas? They are actually the devtas are the controllers of different affairs of this universe. Uh, like this is one universe. In this universe there are different departments. Mm. There is say wind department. Just as in the city of Ujjain there are different departments. Uh, if we go to the or hmm, city center we will find there are different offices and there are different offices of different departments electric supply department water supply department hmm, and so forth similarly in the universal affairs there are different departments there is uh, wind in the universe who is controlling the wind, who is in charge of the wind department? Pavan, Pavan Bhagavan or Pavan Dev? Huh? Pavan Dev. Huh? There is uh, fire department. Who is in charge? Agni Dev. Huh? There is water department. Who is in charge? Varun Dev. Hmm. And uh, there is the king of all the devas. Who is that? Huh? King of who says Mahadev? I hear somebody say. Uh, no, the king of all the devas is Indra Dev. Indra. So. <coughs> Indra Dev. So these are all Devs. And they are taking care of these different departments only uh, of this universe. But how many, how many universes are there? Why are you late, Amal, Amal Bhakta? Why are you late? Every day you are coming late, not today. I started the culture that uh, 8 o'clock the door will be closed. 
still you are coming late. <coughs> so, <coughs> so different, close the door. I don't want anybody to come. So who is there? Come in. Shelly, you can come in and close the door. Lock it up. No, you stay outside. Stay out. Lock, lock it up. The class is not the place when anybody can come in at their whims. <coughs> Indra Dev. Indra is the king of the all the demigods, devas and devis. There are devis also. For example, there is education department. Who is in charge of the education department? Everybody knows. <laughs> Saraswati Devi. Uh, even more important is finance department. Who is in charge of the finance department? Lakshmi Devi. Hmm. So these are the devas and devis. Hmm. But Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. Devis and Devas are many, but Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Devis and Devas are many, but how many Bhagavans are there? Bhagavan is one. Ekameva Aditya Parama Purusha. So is Hinduism yeah, believe many gods or one supreme personality of God? Uh, people think that Hindus believe in many gods. Uh, because in English there is only one expression, gods, God. But in Sanskrit there is Devis, Devas, Devta and Bhagavan. So Hindu is Hinduism monotheistic? Uh, is Hinduism uh, does Hinduism believe in one God or many gods? Uh, is it clear in your to you all? Uh, so these are the very very important things that we should understand. Uh, that's why Hinduism is being denigrated like that. People think Hinduism is a hodgepodge religion. But Hinduism is the original religion, Sanatan Dharma. So that understanding has to be clear. So, <clears throat> as I was saying, one universe has many demigods. And how many universes are there? How many universes are there? Innumerable universes. Innumerable. Unendless universe. And uh, all these universes are created by somebody or did it come by accident? Did the universes appear as an accident? <coughs> hmm? Or from a big bang? How many of you think that he, the creation started from a big bang? 
there was a big sound and the creation came. Uh, or there was a primordial soup <laughs> and from soup <laughs> uh, there was universe. Even if there is a soup, somebody must have created the soup or cooked the soup. The soup couldn't be there by itself. So, uh, now who is the creator? Who is the creator? Vishnu is the creator. Who is Vishnu? Vishnu is an expansion of Krishna for the sake of creating this material nature. When the Lord expands in order for the creation of material nature, then he assumes the form of Vishnu. Uh, how many Vishnus are there? Uh, three Vishnus are there. Three types of Vishnus. Uh, Karanodakshai Vishnu or Mahavishnu. Hmm. One who is lying in the causal ocean. Karanodakshai Vishnu. He is lying in the causal ocean and as he is breathing, from his breathing all these universes are coming out. When you breathe underwater, did you ever try breathing underwater? What happens? Uh, bubbles come. Hmm. So similarly, when Mahavishnu is breathing in causal ocean, uh, the bubbles are created. And each bubble is an universe. And Vishnu is not breathing only through his mouth. Vishnu is breathing through every pore of his body also. We also breathe through our pores. But that breathing is unregistered practically. When you breathe underwater, from our pores, bubbles are not generated. Generated, but they are so small that we don't notice that. But when Mahavishnu breathes in causal ocean, even from the pores of his body, the bubbles are generated and they are the universes. This way there are various types of, various sizes of universes. Various types of universe. And then there is uh, Mahavishnu's body. From the pores of Mahavishnu's body, uh, as he is breathing, the universe is generated. Now, is Mahavishnu's body limited or unlimited? The pores in Mahavishnu's body are limited or unlimited? So, in that sense, the universe is also unlimited. And then, uh, say, a bubble is generated in the causal ocean. Now, have you seen the bubble? What is inside the bubble? Inside the bubble is only air. Uh, so then Mahavishnu enters into each universe, inside each universe, as Garbhodokshai Vishnu. Then, he fills up the universe <coughs> <clears throat> he fills up the universe with water generated from his body. 
the water comes out from the body is known as sweat. Hmm. So, huh? this is Sanskrit word for sweat is sveda. Here you can see how Sanskrit is the mother of all languages. English word sweat came from the Sanskrit word sveda. Do you see the similarity? Uh, sveda, S V E D A. Uh, and S W uh, Sway. Uh, and how do you spell sweat? S W E A T. Uh, sweat. So, anyway, so sway, therefore, it's called Sveda body. As if it's the sweat of Mahavishnu. I'm sorry, Garbhodokshai Vishnu. So he fills up the universe with half the, half, fills up half the universe with the sweat from his body and then he lies on that water. That is Garbhodokshai Vishnu. Garbha Udak Shai Vishnu. Then from his navel sprouts a lotus. From his navel comes out a lotus and Brahma is born in that lotus. Mm. So that is how creation actually takes place. Anyway, so uh, this is the mm, difference between demigods and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mm. So Krishna actually made it a point that He is the only worshipable Lord. There is no need to worship this demigods and demigodesses. Because in simple words, but does it, does it mean we should be disrespectful for, to them? No. We should respect them, uh, but we should understand who they are. Like if you know the chairman, uh, do you go to the clerk? If you know the chairman of the company, do you need to go to the clerk to get your work done? Or you phone up the chairman and tell him, uh, Hello, uh, my friend, how are you doing? <laughs> Don't you say that? Look, I need these, these things. Can you please send it to me? And your friend, who is the chairman, he says, Okay. Uh, and he instructs the departmental heads hmm, to take care. Hmm. So that is the advantage of worshipping Krishna. Another example is given. Krishna is the root being the cause of the creation and he being the supreme maintainer. He is the root of everything. So when you pour water in the root, do you need to separately put water in the branches and twigs and leaves? Hmm? Is there any need to water the different parts of the tree? Just by watering the root, the whole tree gets watered. Similarly, when Krishna is worshipped, all the demigods are satisfied. But this, <clears throat> through these pastimes, Krishna is making this point to us. Krishna at that time was very little. He was only seven years old. He was seven years old and one day, one morning, he saw that everyone is very busy preparing for something. 
So Krishna asked his father, uh, Nanda Maharaj, why are you so busy? What are you doing? So, Nanda Maharaj, actually Bhagavatam, we have to understand, is the summary. Mm. The activities of Krishna in short has been given in Bhagavatam. But they have been elaborately described in different Puranas and Samhitas and Champus. Like for example, uh, Srila uh, Jiva Goswami in Gopal Champu describes elaborately the Govardhan Puja. Gargamuni in Garga Samhita describes uh, these pastimes of Krishna. Uh, all these pastimes of Krishna has been elaborately explained. Uh, so we'll try to recall some of those descriptions. So Krishna was, uh, Krishna saw, it has been described, how it, as it has been described in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, in summary. Krishna asked Nanda Maharaj. At first Nanda Maharaj didn't want to answer. He was, first of all, he was too busy and he knew that once this boy starts to ask questions, there will be millions of questions, one after another. So, and he was too busy to indulge in this uh, answering question-answer session. <laughs> so, Nanda Maharaj first tried to avoid. said, Krishna, I'm too busy, please don't, not now, some other time. Then Krishna says, look, if I do not know, then I'll be in ignorance. And everybody will say that your son is a fool. <laughs> so Nanda Maharaj in final says, okay, tell me, what do you, uh, okay, uh, today we are preparing for Indra Puja, worshipping Indra. Krishna asked, why do you worship Indra? <laughs> Nanda Maharaj said, yes, that's what I thought. <laughs> like there will be millions of questions now that you started. <clears throat> so Nanda Maharaj said, we are coward people, we need rain. Annad bhavanti bhutani parjannad. Anna uh, Sambhava. Uh, because of rain, the food grains are produced. Mm. <coughs> Krishna wanted to say something else also. He didn't say it at that time, which is said in Bhagavad Gita after that. Jagat Bhavati Parjanna. That also, up to that, it was also alright. Uh, so, Parjannad Anna Sambhava. Jagga Karma Samudbhava. Anyway, <clears throat> so Nanda Maharaj said, look, uh, we are coward people, we need rain, and uh, that's why we worship Indra. Indra is the god of rain, he's the controller of rain. So Krishna said, well, in the middle of the ocean, there is no need for water. And no one there worships Indra. <laughs> But still, how does it rain in the middle of the ocean? Nanda Maharaj got stuck. And so, 
he said look uh, krishna this is a custom that worshiping indra is going on for generations so then krishna asked is this custom vedic or colloquial uh, is it a local custom or a vedic custom nanda maharaj thought and then he said that it is actually a local custom then krishna said why stick to this local custom there is no need to worship indra uh, indra uh, doesn't give rain like everything happens in this material nature according to karmic reaction and we are cowherd community we should be thankful to govardhan for govardhan gives the soft green grass that our cows graze on in the pasturing grounds govardhan supplies the water and in this way krishna started to glorify govardhan <coughs> then nanda maharaj then krishna says let's worship govardhan so nanda maharaj <coughs> accepted krishna's instructions and all the paraphernalia that was meant that was collected for indra puja has been used in govardhan puja they offered gopal champu gives a very elaborate description of this annakut the collection of food stuff uh, you want to hear what kind of uh, annakut was there the mountain was made of food stuff first they put banana leaves all around then on top of those banana leaves they put chapatis and parathas and puris that was the first layer uh, then the uh, then they stacked rice uh, fried rice uh, uh, and uh, pushpanya Uh, that uh, pulao uh, so so all that was stacked up and then they put um, layers of uh, fried stuffs uh, then they put uh, halwa <laughs> sabji so all that was piled up in a huge mountain and then uh, this is how the annakut the mountain of annya was made and then as it was offered to govardhan they saw that there was a huge form that looked exactly like krishna just as govardhan's peak reached the sky this form also looked like his head was up to the sky and with his big hands he was taking the food and he was eating and <clears throat> oh i forgot to mention one thing also they made this fountain uh, they made this mountain and then they made a fountain of ghee pouring through it the hill has a uh, fountain uh, fall the fountain 
it was a fountain of ghee. Ghee was flowing through the mountain. And so this Govardhan was eating and there was a small Krishna, he was watching Govardhan. And then Krishna told everyone, see, uh, he is eating. When you offered in to Indra, did Indra ever appear and eat? You thought you were offering to Indra, uh, but you never saw him eating. But here you can see Govardhan is eating. Now in the meantime, Indra got all dressed up, ready to get the, accept his worship. And then he found no worship. <laughs> Nothing was coming to him. <laughs> so Indra became very surprised what happened. Then he found out that instead of worshipping him, this cowherd people are worshipping Govardhan. And that also due to the instruction of a little child, seven-year-old child. So Indra became very upset. He said, okay, huh? because of their offences, they need to be punished. So Indra called the cloud of devastation called Sambartak. Sambartak cloud pours rain and hailstorm at the time of annihilation. So Indra called Sambartak and he sent Sambartak, told Sambartak, go destroy Vrindavan. So Sambartak went and all of a sudden the residents of Vrindavan, when they just finished circumambulating Govardhan after offering, after worshipping him, they found that this cloud on the horizon, northeast horizon. So they could see that a terrible cloud is coming with hailstorm. So they all were afraid and they thought, yes, Indra has become angry now. So Indra will punish us. So they all approach Krishna. Please Krishna, Krishna save us. Krishna said, don't worry. And what did Krishna do? The wonderful Krishna, although he was seven years old, he just lifted Govardhan with his left hand. And on the top of his little finger, he held Govardhan like an umbrella. And Krishna said, Please come, all of you, go under this hill and take shelter. Now because of lifting of Govardhan, uh, a cavity was created, so they all went in that cavity. They, when they came, Gopal Champa again describes this very nicely, that when they came, Generally when the cavity is made, something whole, big hole is made, it becomes difficult to go down. But they found beautiful stairs and ramp <laughs> for the cows. They could, cows could not go through the stairs. So the cows, for the cows there was a ramp. So they took all their animals and they went under there. And they found that by lifting over the, a huge hall was created which was more more opulent more gorgeous than the most opulent palace 
the, there were pillars uh, made of uh, marble and onyx. Uh, there were the floors were uh, made of uh, precious gems, and those gems were studded on the side of the walls and on the pillars, which was lighting up uh, that place. And not only that, there was so much food, <laughs> and. So this way they went under Govardhan. And for seven days Indra kept on uh, sending the storm and wind with lightning and thunder. Actually, uh, thunder, uh, yeah, then Indra said, sent lightning. Go and find out what happened in Vrindavan. So lightning came back in a flash, went and came back, right? And said, Vrindavan has become empty. <laughs> Everyone is dead. <laughs> Not a single soul is surviving. So Indra said, very, very good. Huh? But then wind came back and gave the news, no, no, no. What lightning said was wrong. Actually, Govardhan has gone up. Uh, maybe after eating all the food that was meant for you, Govardhan has become so strong that it is now floating in the sky and everyone has taken shelter of Govardhan, under Govardhan. So Indra said, oh, there was a mountain called Mainak that used to fly, but I cut its wings. Hmm. because it used to fly with its wings, that mountain with wings. So since then, that mountain has be become static. Now has, its, has it developed its wings again and started to fly? Anyway, with my thunder I cut the wings and I smashed his, his pride. So, uh, so Indra sent thunder with the order, just keep on breaking this mountain. Just go and destroy the mountain. But although thunder was coming incessantly, striking, nothing happened to the hill. Because Krishna was absorbing the shock of the thunder. Bajra. So in this way, when finally after seven days, Indra began to wonder, what is this? Who is this boy? So Indra went to his guru, Brihaspati, and asked him, who is this boy? And he told him what happened. Brihaspati said, Indra, you made a big mistake. This boy is the, the origin of your lord of the lords. Narayan. Uh, Narayan is his amsa. Ete chaangsha kalapungsha Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. So then Indra started to tremble with fear. So he said, please tell me what can I do? So then <coughs> Brihaspati said, look, Krishna is naturally very angry with you. 
because you dared to destroy Vrindavan, his abode, where his most intimate devotees reside, you tried to destroy his devotees. Krishna is not going to tolerate this offense. The only hope is you take shelter of Surabhi. Because in Krishna is very fond of his cows. So when Krishna sees Surabhi, Krishna will see Surabhi, his anger will subside. Then you come out and beg forgiveness. So Krishna did, Indra did that. Indra went to Surabhi and Surabhi said, okay, you come hiding behind me. So Indra was holding on to Surabhi's tail <laughs> and came to Krishna. When Surabhi bathed Indra, uh, bathed Krishna with, his, with her milk. So when Krishna's anger subsided, then Indra came, begged forgiveness. So from these pastimes, what do we learn? What did we learn? Hmm? Is there any need to worship Indra? Is there any need to worship any demigods? No. We are respectful towards demigods, but we don't need to. <coughs> we don't need to worship them to have our basic necessities fulfilled. Our goal of life is to surrender to Krishna. Worship Krishna. Aradha Bhagavan Brajeshvatanaya. The Supreme Worshipable Lord is the son of Nanda Maharaj, Sri Krishna. Staddhama Vrindavanam. His abode is Vrindavan. Now Govardhan Puja has, or rather this Govardhan pastimes, lifting of Govardhan pastimes has various other uh, objectives also. Krishna by performing one pastimes fulfill many purposes. Residents of Vrindavan, what do they want? What the residents of Vrindavan want? They simply wanted to be with Krishna. Hmm. But the cowherd boys, they used to be with Krishna during the day. Cowherd boys, cows, they are with Krishna during day. At night, they can't be with Krishna. The gopis are with Krishna at night. During the day, they can't be with Krishna. And Nanda Maharaj, Mother Jashoda and other elderly uh, residents of Vrindavan, they would see Krishna only when Krishna would come back uh, after pasturing ground, tending the cows in the pasturing ground and, uh, and when Krishna would stay and go to the pasture. Hmm. So they would see only Krishna for during that time, sometime in the morning, sometimes in the evening. But they all wanted to see Krishna all the time. Therefore, Krishna made that arrangement through this lifting of Govardhan. For seven days, seven nights, they all were with Krishna, uninterrupted. Hmm. So that is how Krishna fulfilled everyone's desire uh, through this lifting of Govardhan pastimes. 
Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari. Does anybody have any question? Demigod. Demigod. Kaise? to bhagwan hi usko aage badhane ke liye aise aayojan karte hain musibaton mein dalte hain wo demigods nahi bhagwan ki ichha se ye hota hai wo musibat ke karan wo bhagwan ke prati aur bhi aashakt hote hain bhagwan ke prati aashakti badhane ke liye ye musibatein aati hain okay Material world is created by Sadasari. Material world is created by? Sadasari. Where did you get that? Give me the source. Where did you get that? Did you get that in any of the scriptures? <laughs> so, anyway, the material world is not created by Sadasari. I gave the description, Vishnu created the material world. In spite of telling so much, still you are getting into this material world is created by Sadasi. Where did you get that? Jayesh Das from Calcutta. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my most humble obeisances. My question is, when Akrura was bringing Krishna and Balaram to Mathura on the way, he went to take path in Jamuna and he saw Krishna simultaneously under the water and on the chariot. Which one is Brajendra Nandan and which one is Vasudev Krishna? Brajendra Nandan Krishna is whom Akrura took up to that point. And when he saw him on the water, not under water, he saw him uh, in the water or on the water, his four-armed form. That four-armed form that he saw was Vasudev Krishna. And the Krishna, the two-armed form Krishna, Vasudev Krishna, you see Brajendranandam Krishna is always two-armed. Dibhuj, Shamsundar, Murlidhar. That's the definition of Brajendra Nandan Krishna. He is two-armed, he is Sham Sundar, and he plays flute, Murlidhar. But Vasudev Krishna is sometimes two-armed, sometimes four-armed. Anyway, as you are asking, that the one he saw on the water is Vasudev Krishna. Past 
Champu Kabya is a Champu is a structure. Uh, Champu generally scriptures are all in poetry, in symmetrical poetry. But Champu sometimes prose, sometimes poetry. That is called when it is sometimes prose, sometimes poetry. That is called Champu Kabya, like Gopal Champu, Brindavan hmm? Champu. Hmm. They are generally Mahaprabhu's associates, the Goswamis, they uh, wrote Krishna's pastimes in form of Champus. Hmm. Yes? Um, in regards to the names for the ladies, they sometimes have Devi Dasi and sometimes only Dasi. Like you show the Devi Dasi or you show the Dasi. So what does the Devi refer to? Does it refer to Mother Yashoda? That she is a Devi? Or does it refer to the Lady? No, Devi is the address of a female. The female are addressed as Devi. And male are addressed as Deva. Mother Yashoda is Devi or the lady who carries the name? Oh, no, no, that is, Devi. no, that Mother Yashoda is the Devi. Say Yashoda Devi Dasi. Yes. Huh? So Yashoda Devi is servant. Because there is this idea coming up that women can be called Devi because it's in the name. No, that is the, you know, like the women are addressed as Devi. Like Jasoda huh, is Devi because she's a woman. But is she addressed as Devi because she is a special woman or is, can any woman be addressed? It would as depend, Devi? like uh, in the. It, actually, any woman can be addressed as Devi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Uh, uh, isn't it reserved for the husband that only the husband calls his wife Daivi, but not any, any woman? Yeah. Generally, in the Vedic culture, sometimes they don't address by name directly. You know, because of respect. Huh? Like, uh, uh, superiors generally not address by name. Like a father, the son, when he would address his father's name, then he would use the word Sri, Srimat, etc. Like Prabhupada, we don't say, generally we don't say Prabhupada, we say Srila Prabhupada. Srila Abhaicharanaravinda Prabhupada. So, uh, as a kind of a, a respectful way of addressing is. Uh, but uh, it's not that only the husband can call the wife Devi. It will be, you know, it will it'll depend on time, place and circumstances. Uh, Jamuna Priya? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for writing the beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Maraj, I had a few questions, short ones, but I first wanted to ask you one question that you said that the Gopas would enjoy with Krishna in the day so just this question here that 
how did the Gopas and the Gopis cope with that? Because they didn't get exclusive time from so how did their so that Krishna is not exclusively with the Gopas now for the whole day as he usually would be. But for the seven days, the Gopis and the Gopas, all of them were there under the hill. Whereas on a daily basis, he would go to the Gopas and the day would go to the moon. So what happened to the Gopas and the Gopis? How did they manage? When? They all didn't, didn't sleep. They all were looking at Krishna. <laughs> For seven days, their eyes were glued onto Krishna. <laughs> so that's how Krishna fulfilled their desires. You have how many other questions here? Okay. Can Krishna say, let there be light, and there was light? So does Krishna have to take, appoint an engineer, <laughs> then take a, <laughs> you know, make a, some drawings, and then get some contractor come and build it? Or he can just, in a flash of a moment, he can make arrangements. Sometimes Krishna does take the help of Vishakarma. Sometimes Krishna does take help. But sometimes, like in this case, just Krishna's will created that. He lifted and it happened. <laughs> In the ocean, in the causal ocean. Because, yeah, this universe is, has seven outer layers and outside the layer is uh, causal ocean. And that causal ocean is sometimes described as Viraja. Uh, Viraja river. Mm. And beyond Viraja is Brahma Jyoti. And then the spiritual sky. It's, you know, like you can consider it's an ocean of cause. It's not water. You see, it's an ocean of cause. Cause is a substance. Just as water is H2O, cause is B cause. <laughs> so that's cause. And the universe is floating in that ocean of cause. Serve him with all your heart, offering all your love to him, yeah, offering all your dedication. Yeah. 
That's what Govardhan wants. बेटा ब्रह्मचारी हो गया तो जो ब्रह्मचारी बना तुम तुम प्रसन्न हुए हो या तो वैष्णव अपराध मत करना वो जो मार्ग अपनाया है वो सबसे श्रेष्ठ मार्ग है उसके राह पर रुकावट मत डालना ठीक है देखो भगवान का भक्त होने जब जब कोई भगवान का भक्त बनता है उसका दस पीढ़ी पहले दस पीढ़ी पीछे उद्धार हो जाता है तो ऐसा सौभाग्य मिलना क्या सही है या नहीं ठीक है ऐसे सोचो कि जब लड़का अगर नौकरी करता था बहुत दूर तो तुम तुमसे ऐसे तो दूर चला जाता था तो वैसे जब कभी कभी लड़का दूर चला जाता है नौकरी के वास्ते अब ये सोचो ये भगवान के वास्ते वो मंदिर में आ गया है भगवान का नौकरी कर रहा है तो बताओ किसका नौकरी अच्छा है भगवान का नौकरी है या रिलायंस का नौकरी हाँ तो तो ये सोच ये समझना ये क्योंकि वो जो ममता जो है वो माया की प्रभाव से हो रहे हैं पिछले जन्म में बाल बच्चा था तुम्हारा पिछले जन्म में पता ही नहीं अगले जन्म में भी इस जन्म का जो बाल बच्चे हैं उसके बारे में कुछ भी पता नहीं रहेगा ठीक है It will depend. It will depend on their consciousness also. If they are not, you know, devotees, then yeah, going to Vrindavan would be possible. Only devotees will be able to go to Vrindavan. I had a question that is it true that we cannot advance unless the relationship with the devotees are not good? Or you can put it the other way around. As you advance, your relationship with devotees become better and better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, another question from <clears throat> uh, Ram Rajya Das, Delhi. 
Hare Krishna Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam. My question is, Indra is making many times mistakes like in Govardhan pastimes and Prithu Maharaj pastimes and many other times. But Lord Krishna is still helping Indra, forgiving him to preserve his position. Maharaj, can you explain why Lord Krishna is taking side of Indra? <laughs> <coughs> because Indra is his appointed employee. When the Malik, when the boss has a good employee, even if sometimes the employee makes a mistake, you know, he tolerates it. And besides that, these are all Krishna's pastimes. Uh, pastimes is like a drama. Like in a drama, different actors, actresses play their roles. Mm. So in Krishna's pastimes, these uh, different uh, personalities are playing their roles. Like even look at Ravan and Kumbhakarna. Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, who are they? There is associates, Joy and Vijay. So in this way, uh, apparently they are playing, like in a stage, in a play. Uh, there is a hero and there is a villain. On the stage, the villain is so inimical to the hero. They, are, they have such conflict. But outside the stage, they are friends. So similarly in Krishna's pastimes, different individuals are playing. Some are, uh, uh, some are playing a favorable role, some are playing unfavorable role. But to play, say a drama is enacted by the king. Will the king get any Tom, Dick and Harry to play different roles in the drama? Or the king will have his own people to play the roles? Uh, so in Krishna's pastimes, even the villains are Krishna's own people. <laughs> even the demons are Krishna's own people. Uh, so that's how we have to look at it. They're playing the role in that way. They're making mistakes. But Krishna is, when they surrender to Krishna, they're uh, forgiven. So this is how Krishna is teaching us that no matter whoever we are, whatever we may do, if we surrender to Krishna, everything will be forgiven. Okay, thank you all very much. All glories to Shri.